Hello and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Burke Robert. This is a podcast all about reality television. And also mainly our lives. Folks, how has your week been? Ours has been jam-packed. We've been having fun. I think that it's safe to say we are fully adjusted to LA life now. Yeah, we're LA people. Straight up, straight down, straight in the middle. I'm a West Coast gal. I'm a West Coast gal. And we are... Two West Coast gals. I was going to say thriving, but uh, yeah, that is true as well. A lot has happened in the past couple of weeks, um, personally, uh, between the two of us, between our worlds, between Lily. Um, Let's just jump straight into the first thing on the agenda. I chopped off... 14 inches of hair, 14 inches of hair for wigs for kids. Uh, that's with a four. Okay. There's a couple of organizations. There's wigs for kids where they spell it out. There's locks of love. There's so many. If you've ever looked into it, you know that there's a bunch of donation centers, but some of them can be, they might not, how do I say this? They might not align with your priorities. For example, when I was doing some research, I learned that locks of love take extra donated hair that they have left over and they sell it to wig manufacturers. So I I kind of avoided them because I'm more in, I'm into the, my hair to a child's head pipeline. That's what I'm into. So I went for... That sounds almost scary. I know. It was a little weird when I... I, you I told did, the guy that? Uh, yeah, I want a my hair to a child's head pipeline, please. I did an Insta story and I said, I'm going to give this this hair to a kid. And then I was like, that does sound a little creepy. Just walking up and handing hair. my hair to a child. Here, take this right now. Um, but you don't know me and I don't know your parents. Take this. I am... I, I would say, you know, I'm a pretty self-aware person. And I would say that one of my two, I would say my two biggest uh, issues personally right now, things I'd like to overcome are um, procrastination and hoarding. I think those are two things I could work on. And so I realized last week that I was procrastinating donating my hair and I was also hoarding it. It just kept growing and I kept getting attached to it and thinking I can't leave it, lose it. And then I was like, procrastinating finding a stylist here because that's a that is a big deal finding someone in your area who will cut your hair who will be your person for the next few years I'm not trying to bop around from stylist to stylist I want one person I want to like them I want to have a good experience and I did a lot of research and I eventually landed on someone named Lana love Lana Lana sounds like a great stylist name Lana was great. Lana was uh, everything I wanted Lana to be. Guess where Lana is from, Nicholas, that I uh, discovered while we were chatting and talking about moving across the country. North Korea. Amarillo, Texas. Oh, yeah. from Amarillo. Amarillo, Texas. Uh, and you told her you love the place. It's great. I was like, I was freaked out. She was like, babe, imagine growing up there. Yeah. Okay. It was awful. She, I was like, there was no food to eat. She's like, there's a couple of places that have really <laughs> tasty food, but they're in like sketchy parts of town. And like, what was, what type of food is it? That, I didn't ask. I should have, I should have delved deeper. Instead, we just talked shit about that Buffalo Wild Wings. 
She knows it. Yeah, she's like, don't ever go there. Wait a minute. Hold on. Now, we went to a Buffalo. For those that are the uninitiated, when we drove our car from New Jersey to Los Angeles, one of our stops was Amarillo. And after we put our stuff in the La Quinta Inn, we went to go get food. And everything was super, super packed and really hard to do. And so we went to a Buffalo Wild Wings. And it was one of the weirder, more terrifying experiences we had on the road. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mostly because, like, nobody wanted to seat us. There was lines and lines of people all of a sudden gathering behind us. People felt like they were going to begin to uh, start a mutiny. There was, like, tiles missing from the ceiling. There was drippy things. People kept looking at us who worked there and then walking by. No one engaged with us. The line was out the door by the time we decided to leave. Ashley like started like directing people and like yelling at people like uh, behind us like no one's helping us. We have to get out of here. And then we ran and uh, we went into the car and then Ashley just cried. And then we went back and ordered Domino's. I was so hungry. Here's something, a fun fact about me. If I don't eat, okay, and we get to a certain point and me not having food, I will cry. Yeah. Um, yeah, we didn't talk too much about it, but just like, mm-hmm, don't go there was just kind of like the, the wrap up of yeah. that place. Um, but it was, it's also hard to like delve into, you know, topics when you're getting your hair cut at, when you have a lot of hair that's getting it cut. Cause there's a lot of things that are happening. There's buzzing, there's hair dryer. You can't really get too deep into a convo. Um, it did take a long time. It was a long haircut. Um, and now I have a bob. I'm freaking loving it. I feel free. And do you feel lighter? I do. I do feel lighter. And Lana was like, this is so great. Like, do you, Nick, do you remember about five years ago when I was in a documentary about um, hairstylist witches? Do you remember that? Not really. (laughs) I was in a documentary about women who are witches who also cut hair. And it was very Brooklyn. And I got a free haircut out of it. It was, um, do you, it was one of our one of your friends ex-girlfriends remember and i came home and i was like i met so-and-so's ex-girlfriend right do you remember what yeah, i'm saying sorta, yeah um i'm sorry i'm speaking so vaguely on the pod but i guess i'll just say it was julian's ex-girlfriend there we go now you remember yeah so she had cut my hair and when she cut my hair um she did like a ceremony and she told me to bury my hair afterwards which I did I ended up burying it in McCarran Park but this when I was talking to Lana she was saying like your hair is full of energy and like usually I tell my clients to bury it afterwards and I was like oh my god that's what a witch told me Lana was very into that a witch told me once to bury my hair yeah but Lana was like um yeah there's so much energy in your hair she's like and as she was cutting, she was like, goodbye, Bushwick. Goodbye, Brooklyn. You know, like this is all this old energy, like goodbye, New Jersey, like cutting all of these like past experiences and l- helping me release myself into my new life in L.A., which is why I say I feel fully like a Los Angeles gal now, a West Coast, a West Coaster. So I've got this cute bob. Nick loves it. He was so worried before I got my hair cut. He was like, don't shave your head. I can't, I I don't know what I'm going to do with a girl with short hair, like some sort of heteronormative patriarchal male. I I didn't say, I don't know what I'm going to do with a girl with short hair. I was just like, Jesus, how short are you cutting it? Because I mean, 14 inches, that's almost a foot. Babe, (laughs) that's over a foot. Yeah, it's over a foot, but it's also almost a foot. It's only two inches away from a foot. You're right. But uh, it's, uh, it's frightening, the idea. 
of uh, somebody losing that much of anything really on their body. Uh, so uh, I just assumed you were going to come in here. I wouldn't know who you were. It would be it would feel odd and foreign and uh, and alien to me. Uh, but no, you came in. You look very cute. It was a great haircut. You were very happy. So I was very happy. I'm into it. And I think I'm just going to be a hair mill now. I think I'm just going to grow it out, chop it off, grow it out, chop it off. How long had it been since you got the last sort of shortcut? Um, well, I had like, I had a couple of trims over quarantine, but like the last time it was this length was like 2016. So it's been a long time. Yeah. It's been a while. Um, yeah, I just do. I do feel free. I feel like I can do stuff more and you know, what's great. Not getting those freaking long hairs caught in my butt crack when I shower. What? Yeah. That's something I have to deal with, babe. I get uh, long hairs uh, stuck in my butt crack when I shower, but they're just from my butt crack. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I just was like dripping long hair wherever I go. And uh, now I'm not. And I feel a lot better about that. I'm not having to constantly pull hairs off myself or detangle my hair. It's just like always so tangly. Anyway, enough hair conversation. So Ashley also went uh, and explored a neighborhood uh, with a few of her friends the other day. Um, I was not there, but uh, it seemed like it was a pretty interesting situation that you got yourself into. Where, where did you explore? Babe, I will talk about this at length, and I'm fully prepared to do that. Uh-huh. But I did just spend a lot of time talking about my haircut. It feels like a lot of time. It was probably five minutes. Um, and I think it's time for you to talk a little bit. I think we should ping pong back and forth. I think you should. we should do this chronologically. So I think the... The first thing you should discuss is our experience at the Rose Bowl flea market. And then I'll get into my neighborhood exploration. But tell these fine folks about us going to the Rose Bowl flea market. We went to the Rose Bowl flea market. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's going to be a vlog about it this week. So uh, you can kind of see what it was like. But um, yeah, in Pasadena, there's the Rose Bowl. It's where they have that football game. Um, and, And a parade? Yes, or is the parade par- the football game? No, no, I, it, there's a parade as well. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just like a, I guess it seems to be like the biggest flea market around, um, and it is very big. It's like uh, surrounding the stadium. And uh, friends of ours kind of told us about it and said that they were going to go. So we we're like, oh, we'll tag, ar- we'll tag along. Um, and uh, it only happens once a month, by the way. So it's like an event. And apparently a lot of L.A. celebs are there. Lana was telling me that. She was like, look for people who are like way masked up, like mask, glasses, hats. Like those are celebs. Like who? Um, we did. She didn't name names, but I did like a quick like search on Instagram of Rose Bowl Flea Market hashtag just because I was like curious when we came home about what other people got. I'm all into figuring out and finding out what treasures these uh, vintage hunters have procured. And I just saw like a picture of St. Vincent that was like mask, glasses, Mm -hmm. hat. And it was like spotted St. Vincent at the flea market. Wouldn't notice her. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't actually notice any celeb if they had on glasses, let alone a mask and a hat. I think I saw Groucho Marx there when we went. Well, that's fun. Um, yeah, no, I didn't notice any celebrities, but it's, it, it is big. We got there. It was a, a big deal. Um, and, uh, walked around for quite a bit. I was vlogging some stuff. So I was looking for things that I like to show on my vlog, which is mostly like cassettes and VHS stuff. Um, which I found, I found a couple of things, um, a couple of cool things. I bought an REM tape. That was fun. Um, 
Uh, what else did I buy? Most importantly, like out of the things you bought, yeah, yeah, I, mean, I was, think is the tape player that's now in our kitchen. Right. I got a General Electric uh, tape player slash recorder. Um, and uh, if you see it, it's very classic. You've seen these before. Um, it's like a desk tape player. It's like, it's like. I think a, it's primarily for recording. Oh, really? Stuff onto it. Yeah, oh. I really do. It has a big um, speaker for a recorder because it's not like a handheld recorder. You plug it in. Uh, but it's great. And we put it in our kitchen and, uh, we play tapes, uh, like when we're eating dinner and, uh, kind of milling about the living room kitchen area. It's, it's really fun. I don't know why, but I just love being like, okay, I'm going to be in the kitchen washing dishes. I'm going to put in a tape and do that while I'm, I'm like puttering around the, uh, the kitchen. There's something different than just playing spotify on a bluetooth speaker i don't know why it they're just it is you just have to believe us that thing though by the way was filthy i wiped it down when i was cleaning yesterday i hope you didn't break it i did some, some it of works. that some of that filth might be some of the magic you <laughs> never know who, you never know who's recording tapes that could have abraham lincoln could have been using that tape player that's true it is old that. it's to, older than us um so yeah, it's it is good. I think the thing with the tapes in the um, kitchen over like a Bluetooth speaker is how often. I mean, particularly, are you popping on like your Bluetooth speaker to listen to music like while you do stuff? It's normally if if you're trying to keep yourself company while you're by yourself making something, it would be like you have you know your earbuds in and you're listening to a podcast. Yeah, you know, which is fine i mean i'm not gonna shit talk podcasts i mean we're doing one yeah they serve a purpose they do but like uh, y- you can kind of get into like this thing where you're just listening to other people talk forever and ever and it's um nice to sort of get the time to uh, go by and you get to feel like you're hanging out with some of your friends and i mean i listen to tons but uh it does do something different to your brain than just putting on some music and uh i think the fact that the cassette player is right there we have a very limited amount of cassettes at our disposal because most of my other cassettes are still in our storage unit now next time we go i'm gonna have to bring some cassettes here but uh it just makes it easier to just put it on because you're like oh i have this thing right here and it's kind of cool so i'll listen to some music instead and it kind of forces you doesn't force you it helps you make that choice uh away from listening to a podcast or even just like streaming some music off of your phone which is fine but you know it's it, not it's not it doesn't give the vibes that the uh that the cassette player with the limited amount of selection does you know it also just provides for a different experience like you are interacting with it you know like you're pulling the tape out you're putting it in you're pressing play like it feels very physical and in the moment and and i also it also just feels shorter for some reason like i don't know if that are tapes shorter than albums are now uh you can only fit a certain amount on a tape especially older tapes um so yeah well uh, most of the stuff that uh you know that you're listening to on tape i would say at, at at a certain point it all came from albums and yeah. LPs. Yeah. LPs can only fit about 35 minutes uh, of music per side. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, well, that makes sense because. Or in or 45 minutes in all. Something like that. That's why old albums are all like 43 minutes long. Mm-hmm. You didn't really get. And then there were double albums, which, you know, are double that length. But yeah. that's a super special thing. It just costs so much more money to put another record as an album. So you got to keep it at a certain length. 
And then when streaming and CDs started to come, that's when you started to see hour-long stuff on CDs. And then now streaming, you'll look and there could you could be listening to uh, an album that's 100 minutes long because there's 55 tracks on it because they just want you to keep pressing play. So, yeah, it, it has to do with the hardware. Yeah, and I love that because, like, you're right. I usually listen to podcasts, just people talking in my ear. But occasionally, let's say I'm cleaning and I'm listening to music on Spotify, right? When that album ends, I just start a new album. It's just like you just click, you just press, press, press. With this, it's like you got to get up, you got to stop, you got to eject, you got to, you know, there's like, it feels like a fight. You're committing to a finite activity. What I'm trying to say is I want to go all analog from this point on in our lives. Well, we live across the street from what a friend of mine called one of the cooler uh, or nicer record shops in Los Angeles or in this part of Los Angeles. I want to buy a record player and put it in this room somewhere and start uh, collecting records a little bit. I do like the cassettes, though. There is something different to me about a cassette than there is about a record. Record, I think the quality is clearly better, but I kind of like the sound quality of a cassette. There's Same. something to me that uh, I'm very drawn to sort of like a lo-fi sounding whatever. I like the way a cassette sounds in the same way that I like the way a Polaroid looks. Like it's got its own characteristics. Yeah, it's not perfect in a, you know, general sense, um, but it is uh, specific and that's very pleasing to me. I meant to tell you this. So Saturday morning I got up and did that neighborhood exploration, which we're going to talk about in a bit, but I totally blanked on this until right this moment when I left I left early there was a line outside of the record store like I guess people were waiting for it to open I've seen or something. that as well I what's think, up with that I believe that's when there are new releases what day uh, was it Saturday I believe there's probably some some record came out and it's like they're uh. trying to make sure they can get a cop a first run copy of something uh yeah I don't know anything about records and I don't know anything about record players so it's going to be interesting to sort of first you got to buy a record player that's an investment let's stick with the tapes for a bit we are gonna we're stick having with the fun tapes. we're we having gonna, fun I have a because I have a real boom box somewhere that we can really we got to get that really crank it but the problem with the boom box is where would you put it you know what I mean yeah just, honestly it would be it would need to be like put here or no. here and I just pointed to two different places in our living room no, now why not, not here work. nope why? I got plans for that area. Listen. What about over here? Got plans for that area. Listen. Um, In the back, though? Nick. Okay. Just be happy with the recorder. Oh, what about right recorder. here? Uh-uh. No. Just be happy with the tape recorder we got going in the kitchen. And that was my idea. I, I was need, like, I let's put box. this in the kitchen. Let's have a little tape section. So I'm I'm embracing your little your little weird and, and um, what are they called? Ex eccentricities? Uh, idiosyncrasy. Yeah, I just want you to know I'm, I embrace you to a point, babe, and I love you. Well, and I love you, but I also love my Emerson <laughs> boombox dual cassette that I need to get out of storage at some point. So before it gets crushed in there. So here's the thing. I want to just before we move on from the Rose Bowl flea market, because I want to definitely tell you guys what I got. Um, I want to say that Nick and I got there early or at least we thought we did it it opened at nine and we got there at like nine fifteen, and the place was packed and everybody looked so cool like you have to pay fifteen dollars to get into this event the flea market and if you get it 
the price of admission is worth it just for people watching because everyone was like decked out in the coolest outfits. Like people got dressed up to go to the flea market. And I realized Nick and I are, are going to definitely go back next month. I think we're going to do it once a month with this couple friend of ours. Totally. It's our new thing. I also need stuff for my vlog. So got to go. need stuff for his vlog. But I think that I'm going to put a lot more attention into my outfit next time because I was just like... I want to make this something that I'm getting dressed up for. You know, the only thing I'm going to change is not bringing a jacket because I noticed that, and this is something that I'm learning about Los Angeles. It's cold when the sun's not around, but if you're in direct sunlight, it's hot no matter what. The sun, we're so close to the sun here, I guess, because if the sun is out, you warm up. Like we were sweating. I almost bought a hat, but Nick let me wear his. I almost brought an overpriced hat. That is one thing I'll say about the Rose Bowl flea market in terms of unfair pricing. The hats were like ridiculously expensive. People were selling used beat up hats for 20 bucks. Yeah, it's not cheap. It's a lot of curated sort of vintage little racks and stuff. But what they also do is they'll throw like uh, a thousand shitty t-shirts on the ground and then it'll just say five bucks a shirt and, and there's some guy of- rapping outside the tent like i got five dollar shirts and you're just like wow i just want to watch you rap about your shirt and then all these like creeps like digging through the little pile of shirts yeah. um yeah it was it was very cool uh yeah it got it just got a it got a bit warm for the uh jacket that i brought we were all sweating we were all sweating i did like that like <sighs> Everybody had like a problem that day. Like, I don't remember what yours was, but like. The sun. I had to use your hat. We we had done something the night before, um, the day before, where like we were lifting stuff in here. Something like we were lifting back and forth. What did we, what had we bought that I think we went somewhere we were lifting a lot of stuff. We had gone to the storage unit to get my Instapot. Right. And so a, we went back to the storage unit and it kind of like primed my back press. to be strange. Yeah. And then we woke up early the next morning and like I just had a classic like you lifted a few things wrong, sore back, um, kind of reignited from our trip. And then, uh, um, you know, one of our friends that we went with to the flea market, uh, he uh, realized that he he's been grinding his teeth and his like his like molars and like jaw was all sore mm. and then uh, his wife was like uh, uh, like I had to like take a break and like lean down and like she was like in a winter sh- coat but but also like remember she had to crouch because her back was hurting yeah I was just like look at all these old people like <laughs> we're all like, rubbing our sores and stuff <laughs> Um, and then, uh, you know, their, their wonderful son was, uh, having a great time. No, pr- yeah. no problems at all. The five-year-old was love and life. Um, so yeah, I mean, the Rose Bowl flea market is something that is uh, really exciting that I learned about around here. And what's cool about uh, Los Angeles is this is the dead of winter. So it's rocking and rolling right now, which means I imagine it just goes all year long. Yeah, I and, think and, so. And never, ever stops. Um, I imagine it'll be kind of hot too. Once it really gets rolling, that might be one of the hotter like excursions you take. We need big hats. I I, I don't need a big hat. I, I really have, regret I leaving. Hat. There's a couple of things that we left in New Jersey that I regret every day. And one of them is that big red hat, <laughs> that big woven red hat. It's perfect for L.A. Why didn't I bring that hat? Um, here are the things I got at the Rose Bowl flea market. Are you guys ready for this list of cool ass shit that Ashley found and bought? 
First things first is a VHS of the never-ending story. Yeah, Nick has got me into VHSs sometimes, okay? I'm kind of into them. I got the never-ending story. It was two bucks. Why not get it? That's about to fall over. Oh, no, it's not. It just rocks. Um, The other thing I got was a shirt that Nick found, actually. I'm absolutely in love with. It is a vintage Winnie the Pooh and Tigger shirt that someone has tie-dyed this like very poppin like neon bright fuchsia and yellow color. Do you have that shirt? Yeah. Where is it? It's in the my, my like clothes bin. Go you grab it. Go, get go it? grab it really quick and go put it I want I just want to see something. I'll keep these people company. Okay. I just want to see something and then we'll talk about it. I will. Hey, don't yell at me to tell what what's going on. I know how to run a podcast by myself. Oh Jesus, she's gone, guys. I don't know what the hell is going on. What do we talk about? Food. Oh, I love it so much. Um, I'm asking Ashley to go get this shirt because it is a symptom of exactly the uh, the buying lifestyle that her and I have as far as gear goes, and we've talked about this quite a bit. As a matter of fact, the last podcast that we put out talked about it. I mean, the last uh, vlog we put out that we talked about it. Uh, I bought a pair of uh, sneakers online. I was very excited, and I've been looking for, um, they're like a very specific color, uh, and the color is uh, light fusion red. Fuchsia? Fusion. Light fusion, fusion red is yeah. the name of that color. It's just kind of like a hyper pink red, and then there's like a, almost like, what would you say, like a creamsicle, uh, um, like a orange kind of? Yellow orange, A yeah. yellow orange. And I look and I see a shirt and I'm at this flea market. I'm like, I just want to buy like a shirt that matches these kind of like weird, interesting. And so I look over and um, I see a shirt and it's a Winnie the Pooh shirt that where like Winnie and Tigger are like in the pocket. And God damn it, if the tie dye isn't light fusion red <laughs> with like a creamsicle neon orange. Uh, and uh, I was like, oh, look at this. And I go, that's the kind of shirt I want because uh, uh, it'll match my shoes. It'll be really cool. And then I turn my back. I look over Ashley's handing a guy $20 and bought it for herself. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> now, I told her to go get it because those shoes came from online uh, on Friday, and I hadn't seen if I was right about the color. And Ashley, why don't you tell me right now? That's a perfect match. That would be such a great outfit. That would be such a great outfit. But, but, but the shirt won't fit me. The shoes won't fit her. So we'll have to wear them together and kind of like walk. In you. What if you get on my shoulders? <laughs> <laughs> we and, stack ourselves. Yeah, and that's how we make an uh, like, a, like a transformer outfit. Now, what happened was Nick found the shirt and he looked at it and he goes, oh, it's not my size, but it would fit you. And yeah. I'm like, I love it. I'm going to get it. So now, I didn't snatch it out of here. Last time we went to Disneyland, I was looking for a specific shirt. And Ashley was like, I'm going to get you that shirt. We're going to find that shirt. I'm going to get it for you. And then we went to a couple stores and they just had like none of the, the size that I needed. And uh, it's like I was looking for an extra large and they had just basically like extra small through medium. And I turned my back in the last store. I was like, I guess I'm not getting the shirt. And you're like, I'm so, I'm so sorry, baby. We'll get you that shirt. And then I was like, oh, I'm all right. Let's go. And I turned around. I couldn't see you. And I saw you at the cash register handing somebody money with that shirt in your size. That is not true. Yeah. And are you going to wear that shirt uh, the next time we go to Disney? I am going to wear that shirt the next time we go to Disney. <laughs> yeah. What happened was, Nick wanted this very this basic but necessary Disneyland shirt which is just like black with right white writing it goes well 
with every you don't want to go to Disneyland without like a little Disney flair. If your key holders like you kind of just need to you got to do a little something for Disney. You don't have yeah, to, you don't but we have like to. you like to. It's fun and you want to have kind of like but you want it to still be like a cool fit. You don't want to be like one of these tourists walking around like all mismatched in their Disney gear looking like fools. You want to be like I put this together with a purpose, you know, I didn't just buy things randomly at the park. So Nick was looking for this long sleeve black shirt. It has white writing on it. It's very sleek, very simple, would go great with like an all black outfit for Bats Day, which by the way, let me, I got to tell you about Bats Day. Bats Um, Day? Bats Day. Like B-A-T-S? Yeah. What's that? It's a day at Disneyland that everybody shows up dressed like goths. And we got to oh, go. It's not cool. like an official thing. It's just like a, a Disneyland culture, LA culture thing. It's Bats Day. Or it's like goth day. Oh. Um, so anyway, he wanted this shirt. And we literally looked all over the park the whole day trying to find him this shirt. It's just not in his size. It doesn't exist. And then at the very end, I was like, babe, can I just get this shirt for myself? Because it, it is a great shirt. I also need it. Even if you had it, I would still get it for myself. And then we could match. That would be cute as hell. And he was like, yes, no problem. That was the end of the day. So it's not like I like snatched it up and bought it behind his back. You tell stories all wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I got this shirt, this tie dye shirt. It's awesome. Love it. It's super cute. Um, and then what else did I get? You picked up a Jean-Luc Picard shirt and the guy was like uh, $10,000. Oh my God. I found the most a beautiful Great condition, next generation, Jean-Luc Picard shirt. It was it was just like everything you want from a vintage shirt. It was worn well, but it still had a lot of years left in it. No stains, great drape, perfect size. He was I was like, how much? He said $75. And I almost bought it. If it was 50, I would have bought it. Cause it was just such a such a nice specimen of that shirt. Um, but I didn't, and I still regret it. And when we go back, I'm going to see if it's still there. I'm going to try and bargain with them. I'm going to say 65. It's too much for that shirt. I don't think so. I love that shirt. Did you look for it online? Yeah. Online. It's like 120. No way. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. Way. No way. Okay. So this is what else I got. I'm not done, babe. What okay. else I purchased at the flea market was last thing I got was a Disneyland charm bracelet. Um, the guy was selling it for 30. I was like, how about 20? He was like, fine. And it's really cute. It's a little charm bracelet. Um, and it's got like little charms for each attraction. And I'm just going to wear it at the park because I like to dress up. What we were just talking about. I like to have a little Disney flair. I, there's a part of me that's like, I should keep it on card because it's still like on its original stock card that it was sold with. And it's like a vintage item. It's from the early aughts. And um, I'm like, well, what am I going to do? Just look at it? No, you got to enjoy things. So I'm going to wear it. Yeah, actually, before we went to this uh, flea market, I think the night before, Ashley showed me a video where uh, all of her where we we realized that all of her like seventy five percent of her pins are fake. Yeah, a lot of my Disney <laughs> pins, not seventy five percent, but a lot of them are knockoffs, and those are like all the ones that I've traded within in the park. It turns out most of the pins you're trading in the park are like knockoffs, and there's way to tell. And then Nick was like really like pretty sure that the Disneyland charm bracelet was a knockoff, but it's not. I've looked into it. It's a real. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell really. I just the the little you know, cardboard 
you know, card, it just looked pixelated to me. Yeah, but they all look like that that I found online. Yeah. Um. So, but, yeah, so actually speaking of, since we are talking about, like, thrifting and vintage stuff and Disney pins, the next day, or maybe a couple of days later, I found a thrift store. Did you put this in the vlog? Did you make a no, vlog about this? Uh, yeah, I did. I, I, I filmed some stuff, but it's probably, I don't know why. I have to see how much stuff I got from either of those trips. I feel like yeah. both those trips were like really quick sort of as far as like me like getting some footage. I may yeah. combine them to make one. We'll see. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I did. I, I filmed a little bit, but it was weird. I mean, there was this place called Son of a Vet Thrift Store. And we found um, out about it because they followed me on Instagram. Right. And I was like, who's this L.A. thrift store following me on Instagram? You know, I had followed an a, another L.A. thrift store like a couple weeks ago. So they must have just been going through their yeah, followers. Trying to beef up some um, internet presence. Makes sense. Yeah. But it worked because I like went and looked at their website and they said they had VHSs. And I was like, oh, well, this will be like a fun thing for Nick to do. And we went and they do have VHSs a ton. Um, yeah. We didn't bring cash. I was like freaked out by that. So I was like, uh, didn't go as crazy as maybe I would have. And I think that's a good thing. So right now I just don't have any place to put any of this stuff. So we ended up buying more cassettes. We bought uh, a couple of very cool things. Ashley was very uh, pleased with this bowl she bought at this place. I bought a beautiful pressed glass bowl that it's like, it's thick glass and it kind of creates like a distorted rainbow effect with light. And I've got all of our lemons in it on our, our new kitchen table. Very happy with my bowl. And I got the thing I'm most excited about, which I cannot wait for Nick to get his tube television slash VCR player combo. Um, I got, I found, and this is peak synchronicity, okay? This is peak universe trying to tell me something. I don't know what it is, but I was at an outdoor birthday party I don't know, a week ago, a little less than a week ago. And it was in this park, meeting new people, talking about what games we like to play. We talked about how Clue, it's, you know, it's fine. Everyone knows how to play, so you end up playing Clue, but it's not the most fun game. And then someone there was like, I had a Clue version, a game of Clue, that had a VHS com component. And you like watch the movie and you played the clue at, at clue at the same time. And when they were talking, I thought they were saying like they watched the original clue movie, but they were just saying like there was a VHS tape uh, element involved. Lo and behold, we're at son of a vet thrift store and I find an unopened box of clue two, a VCR game boarding experience so this is a it has a board game attached and it is also has a vhs that you watch while you play clue to murder in disguise thrilled over the moon about it could not be more pumped another thing this store had was a bunch of knockoff disney pins which is why i started talking about it yeah they really had like tons of them they had tons of them and now i know how to spot them i was like looking at it and i was like i know fake disney pins now that's my thing. But you know what? Nick and I were talking about like, should we purge my Disney pin collection of all the fakes? I don't really care that they're fakes. I'm less in it for the quality of the pin and more the experience. So that's who I am now. I'm an experience chaser. Speaking of you being an experienced person, you just had uh, an experience in an L.A. neighborhood that you've never been to. Yes. And Nick did not go. So this is I the did not go. 
first time he's going to be hearing about it. I have given him a little, some tidbits. I, have as a few, you I do, got a few tidbits. As you do when you live with someone, but I'm saving the juice for the podcast. So my dear friend, Chris Duffy, comedian, uh, podcaster, all around good guy, my friend from New York, and now my bud in LA, he has started a monthly meetup of people who have just moved to the city who want to explore a new neighborhood in LA once a month, see what it's all about. So the first one we went to was um, this most recent Saturday, we went to Koreatown, which is a neighborhood I didn't even know existed. I don't, I actually don't know anything about Los Angeles. It's not like New York where everything's compact and easily explained in boroughs. LA is like spread out and different neighborhoods bleed into other neighborhoods. So I was excited to do this because we were going to go to a couple of a couple of stops. The first one being the Santee Alley, which is the most popular street in the fashion district, which is like Canal Street, sort of, in the sense that everyone like has booths and stuff and it's outside, you're walking around. But it had, um, it was like a step up from Canal. So it was like the things were nicer quality. And there was like specific sort of booths. Like there was like a rave booth for all your rave needs. And a crystals booth full of crystals. And like a Disney merch ripoff booth that had like a bunch of sequined tops with like Daisy Duck's face on them. Also a couple of toy booths. And this is what I was going to tell you, Nick, that I thought was so interesting. Um, something I thought Nick would be into. Well, is tell they, me about it. They had a bunch of action figures. Huh? But they were like no brand, no name action figure. So it would be just like a guy. And yeah. like you play with just like a guy. or Yeah, like, like sort of bootleg toys. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's. That is way more interesting to me than like the toy aisle at Target. Like bootleg. Oh, yeah, it's, it is more interesting. Is it lucrative? <laughs> I think not. Probably not lucrative. But yeah, lots of fun places in, in this, um, the Santee Alley. It was called an alley, but it was like very long street marketplace, bizarre sort of feeling. Um, the next place we went to was the Southern California Flower Market, which is a shareholder collective founded by immigrant Japanese flower growers and sellers, and it started in 1912. So the L.A. Flower District, where the flower market is located, is the largest kind in uh, the largest of its kind in the world. This is from their website. And um, we went there. You pay a dollar to go into the Cal the Southern California flower market. And once you pay a dollar, it's just like warehouses and warehouses full of flowers that are being sold wholesale and plants that are being sold wholesale and pots. I mean, things were so cheap. It was uh, incredible. I got some beautiful sunflowers while we were there. Since we were on this sort of walking tour, I wasn't really buying that much because I knew we had more and more places to go. Um, but the flower market was incredible and I'll definitely be, be back to that. In fact, I think Nick should do a whole vlog of both of these places. So, uh, stay watching his YouTube channel. Cause I imagine like and subscribe y'all. I imagine I need you to talk. Oh, sorry. Ashley's choking on uh, saliva. Um, I wasn't there, but, uh, she did bring home uh, very nice flowers. And I also got <laughs> Nick a tiny little keychain of a uh, Jordan. I thought he wanted one singular Jordan shoe. Um, so bootleg. 
bootleg. So yeah, it was great. And then we went to the last place we went was a place called Sonora Town, which has um, tacos and is kind of like a cult like restaurant in LA. People love to go there. And I went and it was absolutely delicious. It was a cult restaurant? Like it has a cult following. Wait, what's the restaurant? Sonora Town. Oh, that's the name. I thought that yeah. was the name of the town. No, it's Sonora Town's the name of the restaurant. And you go up and you order like your food. And then there's a bunch of outdoor sort of tables to sit on. But it's very ramshackle, very hole in the wall. And absolutely 100% super delicious. What kind of food? Mexican. Tell me what you got. I got a, um, I got a vegetarian um, taco. And I got a vegetarian something called a... A Lorencia, Lorena, I think was the name of it. And it was basically like a hard shell, melted cheese, beans, poblano peppers, guacamole, salsa, and then like a charred scallion on top. It was super delicious. And yeah, they make all their own tortillas, all their own everything. And it was really, really good. Spicy. Was that the best Mexican you've had in Los Since Angeles? Since I've been here. That's a good question. Um, it was better than the place we love, which is Homestate. Homestate? How could it be better than Homestate? It just was. And it their was, big queso. It was, I mean, their queso's the best. It wasn't better than their queso, but it was definitely better than their tacos. Wow. It was super good. And, you know, the other place I went to was this, um, like, renowned fish taco truck that actually Chris Duffy took me to. It's only open on Wednesdays. And I went there, and that was, like, the best fish taco I've ever had. So, I don't know. I, I would say they were both, like, different and equally as good, those two places. They do sound good. Yeah, they were really good. And then I um, came home, but I explored a new neighborhood, which was really nice. And I definitely want to bring Nick there and have him vlog about it. Now, we've got two Cassettes? More. I didn't see any cassettes. VHSs? I didn't see VHSs, mm. no. Because it's not, it's not like thrifted stuff. It's not like old stuff. It's, it's all new, but it's interesting. It's just, it's a visual feast. I think you would enjoy just walking My around. My eyes will go eating for days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You won't, you won't be uh, for want a lack of food. That's for sure. That's for sure. What did the lady say about Lily? She's not going without? She's not going without. Yeah, you won't be going without. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so there's two more things we want to discuss before the end of the pod. We're definitely going to talk about the finale of All Stars Season 2. But before we get into that, I just want to tell Nick about something that happened on Love Island Season 6. I'm watching Love Island Season 6. It is my classic throw on in the background while I'm doing anything else type show. Like, I don't really know anyone's name and I can't really tell you story arcs and that's the beauty of Love Island it's just kind of like we're watching it and I am talking about the UK version so I think this was filmed in 2019 came out in 2020 um, because there's no talk of COVID no one's wearing masks and it's recent and I I'm I'm loving it so far apparently this season has gotten a lot of flack for being like the nice season. Like there's not much drama and everybody's nice to each other. Everybody hates that. But I'm kind of enjoying it because you're just like watching like incredibly hot, incredibly dumb people. And I'm sorry. I, I know I shouldn't say that they're dumb, but I would say most of the people on Love Island are dumb. Like I've seen people on Love Island have like extensive conversations about like 
dolphins being fish and not mammals and all sorts of stuff like Alaska being like part of America, like connected to the continent. Like people just don't know. There seems to be a lack of basic knowledge that I see happening on Love Island. Um, Gosh, I wish I could remember the thing I saw last night that was just so insane. But uh, I do remember another sort of like dumb thing I saw last night was the this girl was talking to this guy who speaks Welsh. You know, he speaks Welsh. Well, is that he's is that what you call it? When you speak good? Oh no, he speaks Welsh. He's Welsh. He's good. He's good. No, Nick, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but she did not understand that it was another language, and like he kept like speaking it to her, and she'd be like, "Wait, you're like speaking another language," and he'd be like, "Yeah." Welsh is another language and she's like so you speak two languages and he'd be like yeah and she's like but I don't understand like why don't I why don't I understand what you're saying and he's like because it's in a different language it was just very interesting because she was like I thought Welsh was just a type of person and she's like from London I was like what is going on but anyway here's what happened that I wanted to tell Nick about oh but wait, <laughs> I'm all over the place. Before I, I move on, the reason why I like season six is because you're watching these incredibly hot, incredibly dumb people have conversations that are like really polite and like considerate of each other's feelings, which I've never seen on a reality show before. So in that 20 way, somethings. it is kind of like 20 somethings, but even the 20 somethings people were like much smarter than the people on Love Island. There were some smarties on there. Well, there were just normal people on 20-something. So you're saying the people on Love Island are just literally stupid. Yeah, they're all stereotypical, incredibly hot models and Instagram influencers who are all 21. Yeah. Um. So, you know, in the past, there's been a couple. There was a doctor on there one time. There was another woman who was really interesting. But this season, everyone seems pretty stupid. Um. But yeah, they're just being like really... Was, was the doctor a sex doctor? Be honest. No, he wasn't. In fact, nobody liked him, which I think is like a funny arc for the doctor. Like everyone thought he was like pale and weird. Um, So but he was supposed to be hot. But uh, anyway, so moving on, this is the conversation that they had. Are you trying to tell me to sit up? Yeah, you. I can't. My legs asleep. So I'm either going to have to stand (laughs) or I have to lean. I've seen you podcast while laying down before. It gets real lazy. Get used to it, babe. This is what we're doing for the next 15 minutes. Strap in. Okay, so on Love Island, they always have these sort of competitions during the day that result in nothing. Like if you win, I don't know, you get to kiss the person you like. You don't like get a prize or anything. They're just having people do stuff so that it's not just monotonous of monotonous visions of people laying around in bikinis. Um, so one of the things that they were doing that they always do is like, how well do you know your partner? And it's like, what's their favorite sex position? And then they both write down an answer. It's the newlyweds game. Um, how many people have you been with? Blah, blah, blah. And then this episode, they were like doing the things like, have you ever had a threesome? How many one night stands have you had? And then it was like, what's the oldest person you'd ever had sex with? And some of the guys were like, like turned over like 30 and 31 and the people were like, Ooh, Oh my God, really? That's what? And then one of the guys turned over his board and it said 41 and everyone 
freaked out, <laughs> including his girlfriend. And then that became the story arc of the episode was her being like, what do you mean you slept with a 41 year old? <laughs> and he was like, it was a one night stand. I never saw her again. And she's like, but she was, she was 41. And then like all of these like interviews of people being like 41, like that means that she was in university when he was born. Like he's only 21. And like she, you know, her kids could have been his classmates and like people like questioning this guy based off the fact that he had slept with a 41 year old people like people were so freaked out by this for and then like he was like i never saw her again it just happened once it was in a bar (laughs) (laughs) it was like it was the whole episode was shock and confusion over him sleeping with a 41 year old and the other thing is she was probably 46 she was probably 38, you know? Who knows how old she was? Now she lied to this 21-year-old. You think probably, so? Probably, yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Who cares? The idea that it was like people were so freaked out and they made the whole episode about it. And then I went on the Love Island UK Reddit because I was like, surely this has been, you know, surely people talked about this when this came out. And I found this really long post that had a bunch of comments that was like, Hi, I'm 22, and I just want you to know 41 is old. If I found out one of my friends slept with a 41-year-old, I'd be so freaked out. Women of that age have, like, a different feel and look different than girls our age. (laughs) (laughs) And it was just, it was so upsetting for me, someone who's way closer to 41 than they are 21, and um, people being... It's going to be really strange when the 21-year-old guy who sleeps with you when you're 41 is, like, telling his friends and they're freaked out. Is that what you mean? No. Then what are you worried about? I didn't say I was worried about anything. It seems like you're angling for something, and I'm not too sure what it is. I just thought it was interesting and funny. I thought you'd get a laugh out of it. I mean, 41's old as shit. I'm with these guys. You laughed at the Reddit post. I thought I'd tell you about it, and you would think it was funny. Well, listen, I, uh, you know, I, I, I can laugh at some things, but also agree with them. Uh, you know, I, I do think if you're 21, that's pretty old, 41. That's double the age. Yeah, it is old. But you got to put yourself in their position. It was so funny watching them, like, try and figure out, like, they were like, like, they were like 41, like, what was she like? Like, what did she do? Like, they just, it was as if they were talking about an alien creature. Like, they were so I know. upset. I, I, I understand as old people, it does seem that way. But you got to put yourself back in that position. I mean, that is old. When I was 21, I thought 41 yeah, was old that is, shit. That is old. I mean, And I remember someone saying to me, like, you'll be 40 before you know it. And I was like, I will never be 40. Yeah. You know, like feeling like that's so far away. Couldn't possibly happen to me. You know, yeah, it's it's it could be shocking when you find that out about one of your friends. I mean, I, I I'm I'm with all of these really dumb hot people. I think his girlfriend might break up with him on the show because she was so freaked out well, by. You it. know, now she's questioning his morals. Yeah, she's like, who is this guy? He had also slept with over seventy people, right, which well, is actually kind of tame for Love Island. But that's what. A- yeah, sometimes these that people are like cra- 300, That is 400. the crazy part of of this whole thing. That is called burying the lead. But some of but some of the guys on this season had slept with like 12 and 3 people and like the guys on the other guys were like 3 people and he was like I'm 20. I've only had girlfriends and they were like you never had a one night stand and he was he was being shamed for only having slept with 3 people. 71 people? 71's tame for the show. I would say 71's the medium. Like, that's what 
I would say that's the middle from what I've seen them play these games before. These guys are just going home with girls like every other night. It's pretty insane. Yeah. Well, they're all, I mean, I cannot stress how, how hot these people are. How do you meet 71 different people? They go out every single night. I mean, still. They're like, they're. Uh, it's like the capacity of the club. They're, they're uh, what are they called? They're athletic models and fitness trainers during the day. And then at night they just like go out into like. Like London, they just go out constantly. I don't get it. If you slept with someone once a week, and if you had a one night stand once a week, that's fifty two people a year. That's not. That's not too wild. That's very wild. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking yeah, about. As someone who's never had about? a one night stand, I don't really know how they work. But I would say that people <laughs> in England are having a lot of them. Okay. Now let's get into our thoughts on All Stars <laughs> season two finale. Finally finished. Um, I would say I like this season of All-Stars a lot more than season one. And I really liked season one. I just got into Nehemiah. I got into the King's Palace, Safety Palace. I enjoyed Tech. I enjoyed Melinda. I liked what was going on with all these characters. And the people who kind of bother me and annoy me um, in on All-Stars season one didn't have much screen time on All-Stars Season 2. So, like, Derek went home pretty early. Mark wasn't around, holding court constantly. Um, who else? Brad was on this season, but, like, I don't know. Brad is, a, is like, such a spectacle um, that it's kind of fun to watch. But, yeah, I loved it. I loved Season 2, and I know there's been a lot of controversy about the finale. People are pissed. Once again, MTV production has fumbled the bag. I don't know why they screw it up royally every year, but they do. And um, I, that being said, I still enjoyed the show and I enjoyed what it gave us. So why don't you enlighten us? What's the problems? With the finale. So if you haven't watched the finale, go ahead and stop the podcast now. This There will be spoilers. Um, the problems are that the finale was divided into two sections. One was an incredibly uh, demanding physical final that lasted hours and hours and hours, involved multiple checkpoints, and the team that finished first finished hours before the other team. And then the second part was a quick um, eating part and then a puzzle gave you an answer to a safe and then who could ever answer the safe first one. And what happened was the first team that won on the first day, hours before the other team, they did not get any sort of reward for coming in first. They got they got a minute head start on Really? Eating. It was only one minute? Only one minute. It's really wild. Um, it really is like no time. And people from that first team who won first have come out and said it was actually a detriment to us that we won first because we ended up just sitting around and our bodies started cramping up and we started getting like tired compared to the other people who just like played until the next uh, thing that they had to do and they were still in it. Like we got kind of taken out of it because we were waiting for the other teams to finish. Um, and then they only got a one minute head start to eat. And there was all sorts of issues with the, the lock boxes that didn't work. And 
all sorts of things. But um, really, the the final to me was that first leg that had so many checkpoints and had all those things that had to be done and so many physical things. And and in my mind, Melinda and Nehemiah won. I, I do feel like they perform better in this final than anyone else. And I, I do think they should have won the money, but they didn't. And and I'm not the judge. I don't get to decide. So that's how it goes. Why don't you tell the people who did win? MJ and John A won. Um they were sort of featured on this season. I mean, it really did seem like the Nehemiah season and, and I mean it did come down to them at the end, so it made sense. Uh I started to think that they really were gonna win, especially after that first leg and they killed that first leg. Well, I mean, last year the big controversy was the fact that it was, there was one sole winner and yes one. And uh, the people wanted there to be a male winner and a female winner. It would have been more just. There was that this year, but then now the big uh, bone up is the fact that the, the winners of leg one really did not get any advantage for leg two. I'm, I am thinking. And sorry to interrupt. Yeah. But the winners of leg two who won the finale, MJ and John A., they did not complete leg one. Yeah, it's pretty wild. They should have been penalized for that more. Um, what are you going to do? It does seem like every time there's a winner to one of these shows that it's unsatisfactory. There's just always something you learn where you're like, well, that's not fair. Like Johnny like, taking Adderall all night so that he could stay up in Rivals 3. Really, you have to start to think it's really all about the ride. It's not really about the, where you're going. I thought it was a good season. I'm not going to get mad about it. I am starting to think that, uh, you know, I think what possibly could have happened was the producer, the people who put together the challenges and the final, I think they have maybe flagged the fact that, like, especially with CT, CT always wins, like, the first leg of these things. And then you just can't get them at the end. People are just too far behind, and people, there's it's never a battle to the end. It's always just like then it's like a battle for second place. Um, and that they may have wanted to adjust the um, reward for winning the first part of a final to make it more competitive at the very end rather than it being mostly competitive in the middle, which does end up happening. It always seems like it's a battle on who's going to get into that first position um, and then it always, I always am let down by the second leg or like the last leg of it because it's just like one team, they make it try and make you make it look through editing like, oh, they're, they're, they're neck and neck, but it's always just like one team is like 20 minutes ahead of another team and then it's just over. Uh, and then that team sits around at the top of a mountain waiting for the people to be like, I guess I got second on, I guess I got third. I think that's what they were kind of doing here. They were. You know, whoever kind of runs the final to kind of simulate it just decided that like a minute is more than enough time to sort of get a good jump on that other person and uh, and have an advantage. But it ended up not being enough time. So I don't know how that you, you fix that, really, because people want epic finals that are on multiple days. But then again, also people want like a fair, just uh, good winner. And I'm not too sure that it's that easy. It clearly isn't. I've been doing the show for so many years, you know. You know, this is, you know, along with the uh, all-star seasons, they've done, what, 39 seasons of this show? And still people are like, well, they didn't get it completely good. I think one of the things that I see pop up over and over again and that I agree with 
is that the most fair finals are ones where they add up all the times at the end, you know, where it's like. Which is what they did in the All-Stars last year, is it not? No, I don't think so. Uh, They had to run up to the flag, remember? Right. I just remember there being like a leaderboard with like the teams. Um, There there was some aspect of that. But yeah, you're right. There was a running up the mountain. I think the last time they did it was on invasions. Um, And I think that the theory on the fan boards is that people don't, they don't do that anymore because it's harder to edit around. Like if they have to take out footage, um, you know, like they took out footage from this final. Apparently they took out a couple of little checkpoint type things. And it's like, if you have to cut that out, then it messes up the timing at the end. So I don't know what the answer is, but you know, I'm happy for the season and I just, I would like Melinda and Nehemiah to, to win in the future. That's all. I think I liked All-Stars 1 better. Really? Yeah, it was like more of a novelty, you know? It was like, oh, this is insane. Look how crazy it is. They're going back. This year, it was just kind of like, all right, let's see what else they got. Yeah. And it did seem, you know, similar to the first season. Um, And I thought the cast was similar, you know, kind of equal. I, I do want some, for next season, I want to see some... uh different people i think i kind of was a little bored with the cast this season sort of i liked diana a lot diana added some real chaotic energy to the show which i i enjoyed i liked melinda um melinda was fun to root for yeah um but like you know i was like sort of excited by you know the fact that tina was there she quit you know there's always like quitting people and like i like that guy steve was that his name steve was there i mean you liked him i liked him because he made fun of Derek's outfit and then Derek was like what the fuck i think the highlight of the season for me was the fact that Derek went home pretty pretty early and and how did he like leave did he leave saying like i guess i'm not very good at the challenge like did he say that no i don't think so i think he was like i'll be back um but i reason why i had like steve making fun of Derek's outfit is because steve just didn't know what he was doing like he wasn't a reality like he wasn't primed to politic he wasn't primed to be on a show he was just kind of like winging it and i enjoyed that sort of stupidity yeah, he made he made a mistake and then paid for it. Real yeah, quick. yeah. I enjoyed seeing Tech around the whole season. Yeah, you know? Tech's great. I enjoyed Safety Palace. Safety Palace. Yeah, it was a great song, the Safety Palace song. Um, you know, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I I I've had some cast spoiled for me for the third one. Oh, really? Uh, a little bit, just just a few people, and um, if the people that I saw that are on there, I think they're gonna have like. It's going to be a more athletic season. Okay. And a, maybe a more competitive season next uh, next time. Well, I look forward to that. Anyway, overall, good season. Uh, I did enjoy it more than the actual challenge this year. Um, and uh, made me a believer in Nehemiah. I am excited to see Nehemiah maybe come back and get a win next season. Mm, would love that. So I'm enjoying that they've uh, built some sort of uh, storyline for me to sort of uh, uh, anticipate. Um, other than that though, um, you know, congratulations to John A and MJ. John A never winning a challenge before. Won uh, one before her ex Zach, and I'm happy for her. Did she? Yeah, Zach's never oh, won oh, one. Oh, she won one before he ever won one, right. Yeah. And what about MJ? Winner before? No oh, idea. I don't, think I don't so. even know who he is, really. Uh Real World Philadelphia, I believe. Um uh Okay, folks. That has been the show. Thank you so much for listening. Um, make sure that you're, uh, tuning into my vlog, 
Ash is featured quite heavily on there. YouTube.com forward slash Nick Maritato. Like and subscribe over there. If you uh, haven't done it already, please give us five stars for this podcast. Write a little review at Apple Podcasts. We uh, appreciate reading uh, nice comments. And um, also, uh, take care of yourself and each other. Bye. Bye.